Hello, my name is Lika Gay and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. After a decade of strong growth, many emerging markets have experienced an economic slowdown. Despite weathering the crises of the noughties, countries such as China and India lost steam in the past year. Earlier, I spoke to Martin Wolf, chief economics commentator at the Financial Times, about how these economies might restore momentum. But first, I asked him about the causes of the slowdown. Uh, obviously, the commodity price boom, which have benefited many of them, has slowed. And that's linked with one of the biggest things that's going on, which is the slowdown of the Chinese economy, which really drove those prices. And that's a big factor, which affects everyone. In addition, uh, financial conditions are getting a bit tighter as people are beginning to look at the possibility of monetary tightening in the high-income countries, uh, the so-called taper in the United States. And that, again, has led many people to take their money out of the emerging economies because they think there are better opportunities elsewhere. And markets correct very quickly, and that correct creates a lot of problems for these countries. And then probably the third reason is that they uh, made a lot of very good reforms in the 80s and 90s, and they got great benefit from those reforms, which are sometimes macroeconomic, sometimes structural. But they've really sort of seen them through uh, the very buoyant years of the 2000s, with the exception, of course, of the financial crisis. And that, again, means there's a backlog of reforms to be done. Very quickly, what were those reforms? Well, the reforms that they did in the past were improved uh, operation of monetary policy with central bank independence, often improved fiscal policy, large-scale stabilization, reduction in debt, improvement of the financial sector, particularly after the various crises, the Asian financial crisis. In particular, opening to trade was very general, and that really was particularly strong in the 80s and early 90s. So many countries sort of globalized. Uh, I would say those are probably the main reforms that uh, benefited these countries in the last 10 or 20 years. Some people would actually argue that what we're seeing right now is the end of convergence. And by that, I mean the process per which emerging markets are actually rising to the same level as advanced economies. Is that the case? Is that ending? Well, what I'm seeing is that the emerging countries, on the whole, there are obviously many exceptions, but on the whole, they're growing faster on a per-head basis, which is what matters here, than the developed world. And don't forget that the developed world is stagnant. The rise in incomes per head in the developed world in the last five years has been not much above zero. So obviously it makes convergence rather easier, doesn't it? Though uh, it has been continuing very rapidly in the last five years. I think if we look ahead, the likelihood is, that one can never be certain, that the high-income countries will continue to grow very slowly on a per-head basis. And I think most emerging economies ought to be able to grow faster than that, and some will grow much faster than that. So the way I will put it is that convergence will continue, but the process of convergence will probably be a bit slower. Some also say that the slowdown in reform in governance could also be the reason for this sort of less bright outlook for emerging markets. What would you respond to that? I think there's an argument to be made, though again, it varies very much by country, 
because we're talking about way over 100 countries, about 150 countries. So that's so diverse in, in their position, resources, and all the rest of it. But I think there's an argument to be made that they need a range of reforms, and that in many cases, the reforms aren't just about what we used to call getting the prices right. It's not just about opening your economy. A lot of what is now required involves providing first-rate public services. Education is an example. Health is an example. These are growth policies, not just that valuable in their own right. Providing infrastructure, that requires first-rate government. Even if the private sector provides it, you need a regulatory framework. Then the quality of government more broadly, how much corruption there is, the extent to which uh, rich and influential people can, as it were, steal money from the public. That's also very important. Now, these are all higher-level governance reforms in different ways. Institutional reforms and governance reforms tend to merge. It's difficult to separate them. So it is, does seem clear that in many cases, not all, some of them are still further behind, but in many cases, those reforms will also be needed, even if you just want foreign investment to come into your country. Foreign investors are looking for a stable environment, a, a peaceful environment, a, a law-abiding environment, again, the the same sort of governance reforms are required. Now to finish, we understand, that we, I understand, and everybody understands that emerging markets have n a number of vulnerability to address. What would be your top three recommendations for these countries, your top three policy recommendations? People have very, very different challenges. So if you take China, for example, which is the most important by far, its problems are very different from those of others. It needs actually to lower investment. It needs actually to lower savings. It doesn't need to build more infrastructure. It's done a wonderful job on that. But it does need, I think, legal and institutional reforms, which uh, encourage the development of more sophisticated private sector businesses in that context. In other countries, uh, the big challenges are often real macroeconomic problems, large fiscal deficits, large current account deficits, inadequate savings, inadequate investment. So they're going to really have to improve policy environments in those respects. I think that's the second lot, as it were, the countries uh, that, like India, for example, that uh, have a really very different set of demands. But I think probably the big challenge now for many countries is to create the sets of institutions which ally with the market, so it's government which is market-friendly and market-supporting, but really first-rate government. This was Martin Wolf, Chief Economics Commentator at the Financial Times, about how to restore momentum in emerging markets. And to hear more podcasts, log on to www.soundcloud.com slash imf-podcasts. <laughs>